Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first reading is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 32, and chapter 12, verse 3. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and not goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what has been promised, since God had, some, since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Our second reading is from the book of John, chapter 10, verse 7 to 18. Therefore, Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, I am the gay for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I have come, and they may have life, and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. 
I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. Well, welcome. Welcome to uh, Influencers, uh, a new series. So over the next three weeks, uh, we're going to focus on this, on influencers, uh, of who they are, what they do, and how we end up following them and what we can do about it. We're going to look at the greatest influencer of all time, Jesus Christ, and how we can not only follow him, but also how we can influence others to do the same thing. While social media has certainly brought a far deeper meaning to this word uh, and to the lifestyle, it doesn't take much for us to look back over history and see many other influencers in the world. Everything from Be Like Mike, focusing on the desires of Michael Jordan to, to drink Gatorade, and the other Mike, Mikey. Mikey always liked what type of cereal? Life, cereal, yes. I know that there's some out here going, what? <laughs> Give it to Mikey. Mikey will eat it. He eats everything. So just an incredibly small sample of influences are in our life, but it's more than just about being an influencer for some product we are trying to sell. It's about influencing people to experience the love of God in the grace of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is our heading for the next three weeks. And so I hope you're ready to become influencers for the kingdom. But I'm going to ask that you would begin in prayer with me. Gracious and almighty God, God, I, I know that we come striving to hear your word, to hear your message for us. And so, God, I ask that, that the words that I speak would no longer be my own. It would be your words, your words for your people, your message for your people. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we begin this, this worship series on influence, I feel like, it's, like it would benefit us to take a look at a couple of definitions. And so I've got a couple of definitions that I think are on the screen for us here this morning. Let's get a good understanding of the words that we're going to be using. So obviously I love to use Merriam-Webster's online reference, and so here they are. The power or capacity of causing an effect in an indirect or intangible ways or the act, of act or power of producing an effect without apparent exertion of force or direct exercise or command. You see, influence is not a direct act, nor is it a command to do something or believe in something. It is not one person forcing a belief system or any moral behavior onto someone else but rather a guiding principle or observable behavior that we desire for ourselves. And then we just emulate it. This is not just something that others have. Influence is something that we all have, good or bad. Just as you have people that you look up to, you have people that, that look up to you. 
and want to be like you, to live like you, to work like you. So if we have all this influence, how are we using it? What is the influence we are imparting onto others? What influence are you imparting? As I've said before, this is not something new in our world. It has been around for a very long time. However, this, this concept of an influencer lifestyle is something a little more recent. It has become an occupation for some. And here's how it works, and if you don't believe me, there's a number of those from the younger generation that'll tell you exactly how this works. If you gain enough traction on your social media posts, not just a few hundred comments or likes, but hundreds of thousands of comments and likes, then you see companies will then start to sell products, advertising on your social media. These influencers, if they're good enough, will make a considerable amount of money just simply by posting interesting content online. Journey of Hope, I should let you know, has reached a certain level where some of our posts can actually be monetized by other companies. Now, we have not reached anywhere near 100,000 views but there's always tomorrow, right? <laughs> As I was re uh, researching for this message, I wondered about who some of the top influencers are. Who are those top influencers? And so I want to show you something. Uh, I've got, a, I got an image here that uh, you might be able to read. I'm hoping you can. Uh, but there's an image here because I was looking for the top social media influencers of 2023. And Google brought up this little graphic, uh, and I probably will have to read some of those for you. Uh, because these are the top influencers in 2023 so far. Now, most of them we would name as celebrities. Uh, the names that, uh, that are up here, Cristiano Ronaldo... Lionel Messi, Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, and Katy Perry. There's your top 10 so far in 2023. I do find it interesting, though, that the top two are world-class athletes in the sport of soccer, or I guess I should say football, right? Yeah. Football is... <laughs> uh, I mean, Ronaldo and Messi are incredibly popular, and, and many people follow them, wanting to know what they think about any number of topics. But then we have musicians and actors to fill out the list, and I'm sure that, you know, sure we can look at Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner. Uh, they actually name them as just influencers, uh, but I also think of them more as actors or actresses because they also have certain shows. However, if we go just a little further outside of this top 10, we're going to find people that you might not have ever heard of. And I could ask people to raise their hand if they heard about these, but I have a feeling I know which hands will go up. But uh, if you've ever heard of Mr. Beast. All right, there's some that have heard of Mr. Beast. Uh, Susie Orman. I was about to say, there's a few people I'm sure that have ever heard of Susie. Uh, BTS. Yeah. Cabane Lane. I probably didn't spell, uh, pronounce that right. 
Cavani Lame, if, if you'll know who it is now, it's, it's the gentleman who usually does the little short videos uh, that are kind of like the most obvious thing to people, like why are you trying to, to buy this product to do something when, you know, okay, you, you got it, you know who I'm talking about. He, he, he points out the absolute obvious and, all, and by pointing it out, he just does this. <laughs> Doesn't say anything, he just... Maybe we'll find something obvious in here, and I'll just point to it. Onika the Traveler was another one I had never heard of, and I didn't see any hands. Onika the Traveler? Okay, good. I'm not the only one that has never heard of this person. Uh, But these are just a few that are being followed by millions and millions of people, to bring a quote by Rock. Uh, The influence they can have on part of the population of the world frankly, is amazing and scary at the same time. So I, I guess I asked you the question that I posted on my social media sites this week. Who influences you? Who are you following? Maybe not necessarily on social media, but who are you following? Who influences you? Some of the responses that I received on my post, however, were God, my spouse, Nature, love inspires. And I wondered if you reflected on that for a moment and you thought about who influences you in your life. Is it your spouse, your parents, or your grandparents? Maybe, maybe it's your boss, your friends, or any number of people on social media. When you come up with the, the who, then think about how they are influencing you. Do they encourage you with good things? Or is this an influence that you actually would like to eliminate? Because influence can be good and it can be bad. In our passage from Hebrews this morning, the writer is encouraging us to remember the the great cloud of witnesses that are all around us. These are people who have already run the race. They finished the course, resting from their labors. We're pretty familiar with Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, as we... We usually hear this quite often on All Saints Sunday, but I think to make, we need to make sure that we hear chapter 11 in order to fully understand who these witnesses are. We hear about Abel, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jephthah, Moses, and then it goes to what we heard this morning when we hear that the writer doesn't even have time to tell us about Gideon, Barak, Samson, David, and so many others. But we need to remember them and what they are accomplishing in the kingdom. These are the witnesses. These are the faithful. These are the ones who influence our faith journey. And finally, we're told to look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Jesus is the greatest influencer of all time. If we ranked all the followers of the top 10 and beyond social media influencers, I don't believe that they're going to come close to the followers of Jesus Christ. You see, in order for us to be good influencers, we need to have a good influencer in our lives. We need a leader who will not lead us down the wrong paths. We need someone we can truly follow. 
There are many stories about sheep and about their behavior, and this is probably why Jesus spoke in so many parables and stories using sheep as part of the subject matter. Sheep have a way of of just following and not necessarily always down the right path. In a documentary from, from a number of years ago, they talked about this concept of a Judas goat. A Judas goat. I thought that was an interesting name. While the sheep felt a sense of tension upon arriving at a processing plant, not wanting to make the short journey down a ramp and a, to a door to the right, the shepherds realized that they needed to encourage or influence the sheep to make this short little trip. They had a goat trained to walk down the ramp, stopping every so often so that others would begin to follow the Judas goat. And so once the Judas goat reached the end of the ramp, he actually turned left, while the rest of them were forced to go right, right into the plant. It's a stark illustration to the herd mentality and people following blindly those who are leading, even if the path that they're traveling on is leading straight to death. We need need a different choice. Sure, we can choose to follow what the world teaches. We can choose to follow political leaders, celebrities, athletes, social media influencers, but is that really what is best for us? Is that what is best for the kingdom of God? We need to follow a good shepherd, one who will not lead us down the wrong paths. We need a leader who guides us in a way that is countercultural, that's against what the world is teaching. We need somebody who not only tells us to love our neighbors, but has demonstrated that love, influencing us to do the exact same. Jesus is the good shepherd who will never lead us astray, but we have to hear his voice. We have to recognize his voice. Do you know God's voice? Have you heard it? It might not have been the loud, booming voice telling you what to do. It might not have been what we imagine with Noah, you know, vuba, 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 ding, Noah. The voice might be a nudge a nudge or a feeling to do something. Maybe it's a a nudge to continue a disciple class. Maybe it's a nudge to help Janina with some local missions. Maybe it's to take a leadership role in the church or just to reach out and start a small group. However God speaks, we need to be aware that that voice, the Jesus tells us that we are like the sheep, but the sheep know the shepherd's voice. There were two guys out in the field. One was a shepherd while the other was lending him a hand on the farm that day. The shepherd asked the helper if he wanted to call the sheep in, back in for the day, and he said that he'd love to, but he wasn't really sure what he was supposed to say to the sheep. So he said, these are the words. He says, hey, sheep, come on in. Well, the guy spoke the words, and nothing happened. The shepherd told him that he needed to use his outside voice. Hey, sheep, come on in. But still nothing. 
The helper was confused and wondered why the sheep weren't listening, but it was in that moment that the shepherd reminded this helper that Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And so the shepherd, just in a conversational tone, said, hey, sheep, come on in. And the helper was amazed that all the sheep turned and started coming home. As we follow Jesus, we become disciples, but this is not just for our own sake. Remember that our mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. It is not just so that we can say that, that not only we have become disciples and others joined us along the journey, but that because we are disciples and others have joined us on this journey, the world around us is transforming. The world around us is transforming. This is the influence that we can have on all of those around us, but we must be in the right place before we can affect that change around us. We are influenced by the greatest influencer of the world. We change our lives and then we go out and influence others. So I want to circle back to where we began today. I was asking you about who influences you and who are you following? Now I want to take it a step further. Who is following you? Who are you influencing? Now you may not think so, but there are many who look up to you, who listen for how you handle situations, for how you love or don't love others. Do you know who those people are? They may be somebody really close to you, like your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, employees, friends, or other family members, but it also can be complete strangers. Has there been someone that has been influenced by your actions and your words? Ron shared a beautiful story with me about his trip to Sturgis this year, and who knows, that might even show up in a 531 moment, but I believe that Ron influenced a person that he met in a very strange place. Those influences have meaning. Those influences change the world one person at a time. Janina and so many others influence people in their service into the community. It changes lives. It transforms the world. Mary Becker influenced her disciple Bible class last year. If you have questions about it, you ask them. They'll tell you how much their lives have changed because of that class. Brian and Chuck, Paul, Ann, Jack, Deb and Ray, Larry, Gary and Herb, and so many others influence the lives of Journey of Hope with their dedication to the building and the endless projects that come up. There are so many stories about how each one of you have touched the lives of those around you, influencing them through the grace of God. But it all starts with a desire, a desire to follow Jesus Christ wherever he leads. Do you hear his voice? Do you hear the voice of the shepherd? Do you hear that voice saying, hey, sheep, come on in. Come back. And are you willing to say, yes, I will follow you wherever you lead me? Will you pray with me? God, you call out to each and every one of us. You call us to follow you. 
to follow your guidance, to travel those roads that you have designed for us. And so, God, we say yes. Here we are, and yes, we will follow you. God, guide us. Encourage us and nudge us to service wherever we are needed. Help us to know that we have influence and help us to know how to use that influence for your kingdom. God, thank you for this message. Thank you for speaking to our hearts and for allowing us to truly encounter you today. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to encourage you to stand as you are able and, and sing in response to this, to this message of whether or not we are going to follow Jesus today with our hymn, Where He Leads, I Will Follow. So that is the call. Will you go with him all the way? Maybe, maybe you just reiterate that with me as we, as we get ready to go forth from this place. And where he leads me, I will follow. Will you follow? Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I'll go with him, with him all the way. I truly hope that you will follow and that you will go with him all the way, wherever he leads you. Now as we get ready to go forth from this place, from wherever we are today, I ask that you remember that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.